Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Positions with, you know, these three ridiculous hosts of this ridiculous podcast, but we really enjoy it and we really love it. And thank you guys for supporting us. So before thank we get you. started, of course, always, I, I am Kenny. I am Kyle. And I'm John, a.k.a. the creative director for Fly on a Boss. <laughs> oh, we love it. We love it. Great things. I hope they take off. Mm. Mm. To quote Flanna Boss during this episode, hello, Christ, I'm about to sin again. Oh, Jesus. Huh. Well, yes, he is. <laughs> Friday is coming up. Friday is on the way. So, <laughs> all right. So before we get to our shout out, we actually have a special guests that we would like to introduce. So, of course, we always talk about how there's like a billion of us in the friend group. I say a billion because I always forget at least one. However, the one we have with us, I can't forget him because I'm looking right at his face. We have our friend Julian, <laughs> who will be guest co-hosting with us today. Hi, Julian. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're Less doing than well. Favor. Meh. Meh. Okay. Now, I need the, uh, you know, Two of the three hosts we're going to give a good answer. The, you we, know, will, we, we will the get into... The director or the producer. Well, we won't get into it. Uh, the producer. Yeah, They're starting already. We won't get into it, but if you listen to this podcast, you will get a very <laughs> quick understanding of Julian and John's relationship. However, that's for later. Anyway, we have to give our shout-out. Our shout-out goes to Mondale. Because not only has he <laughs> supported us from the very beginning, but a quick story about Mundale. The three of us, because we're all signed into the same, you know, social media and things for the podcast. We always know when Mundale is listening to the podcast, because when I tell you the phone goes ding, 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 ding because he will give his thoughts and opinions, not as one paragraph, but every little thought he has comes to Let's Talk Positions. So we figured let's give him a shout out because clearly he listens, clearly he has opinions, and our inbox is proof of that. So thank you, Mandel, for listening. Thank you for commenting. It's very much appreciated. Okay. <laughs> Mondale, every time you start, all three of us just text each other, they go Mondale. <laughs> <laughs> they go Mondale. We know when he is listening, but at least we know that he's listening. Okay. So now that that's out the way, John, how has your week been, my love? My week has been great. My week has been good. Today was my first day back to work since I took off for the little holiday, I think, or whatever. The little everything is going good. <laughs> yes. How about you, Kyle? My week has been stressful as hell, but I'm making it. Mm. Well, I'm glad you're at least making it. My week, I don't know, to be very honest with you. I know it's been a lot of sleeping and a lot of drinking, so that's all I got. Anyway, so Julian, how has your week been so far? It's been um, it's been good so far. I think. I mean, I'm I'm here. Ten toes up. I mean, at this ten toes on the ground. At this point, we've gotten to the point where typically your ten toes up. So that's that's new for you, babes. Well, listen. I mean, I know you keep your ten toes always up. So I mean, I don't want to take your job. So it's fine. (laughs) I do. I do it well, but you know. You can't compete where you can't compare, boo. Oh, so you can keep yours down. Oh, I, try, I tend to keep mine down. I mean, your black hole, I prefer not to go near, so it's fine. Oh, let's oh. let's let's move on to the oh. final position. Okay, it's all like Halle Bailey. Oh, and <laughs> So before we get to final positions, I would just like to say something because, you know... <laughs> Julian and John love each other because whenever they go at it like this in a group chat, there's always several side messages where everybody's like, we're still friends, right? Like, we're not beefing all. We? <laughs> <laughs> they just go eat. <laughs> they have yet to go at oh, it. And- no, let me jump in. I-, I will say, me and John, we really do love each other. It's not even Absolutely. a love hate thing. We really do genuinely love each other, but we express our love in a very passive aggressive way. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, like, he already understands that his hole is truly a, an abyss for anything that walks. And it's fine. I mean, he's willing to fuck anybody twice. But I just always like to highlight that because it's his community service. And he is the community Aww. service giver of the week. 
We all know that's true. <laughs> I'm a very giving person. That's true. Just like you, you know, I like to highlight how you missed a whole day of a group trip because you were fucking. Oh. But, well, I, wait, did, excuse but guess me. What? Okay, was... Excuse me. Excuse me. I, you know, before we go to final <laughs> positions, I just have to say, you know, you did disappear for a whole day of a group trip to go and bust a couple nuts. Anyway, so, but we're not going to harp on that. My boy is handling business. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, because ten thousand dollars student loans gone. Okay. Anyway, and Julian, how does that make you feel? <laughs> it made me feel great. Let me tell you something. When I saw them pay, when I saw the way that that credit card was pulled out so quickly and knocked off the rest of my student debt, I said, "Hmm, guess what? I'm glad I can make someone feel good and have them pay for my debts." That's called prostitution. Let me tell you something. Oh, what was that? Pro- that is- prostitution? What? That's called prostitution. Listen. If John can do it for free and only get like five dollars on a nightstand, I should be able to get my student student. Whoa! Oh hey, wait God. a minute! I said that in confidence. Hold on, that was a story told you in confidence. How dare you? Oh. Okay. Anyway, Father God, it has never it has never taken me this long to get to the final positions. Okay, we're gonna get to it now. Okay. So, for those of you who listened to our podcast episode last week, we officially announced that we were launching our second podcast, The Reality Based Positions. Thank you for everybody who's already, thank you, to everybody who's already followed our social media pages. As part of that, we did a backdoor pilot. So, last week's episode was Housewife, Housewife, Housewife Bravo. Team Raquel. Anyway, so. We asked, <laughs> what is your best and worst housewife from each city? We also asked, if you could delete one city, which city would it be and why? And for this current season of Real Housewives of Atlanta, we asked, what would you rate it out of a you know zero to 10 and why? So in terms of best and worst housewife and delete one city, Salva wrote in and said, and we're just going to go through them real quickly. We won't, we won't harp on them too long. If you want to hear like opinions and things about those, that's why we have the Reality TV podcast. Anyway. Oh, so we save our opinions for the... Correct. Correct. If they want to hear it, then go. Okay, so I can't say because yeah. there's a few on this list. I know. I, I know. You know. I know. I disagree. We can go through yep. a few, but we won't <laughs> stop and like drag out every city. So when it comes to OC, okay. best and worst housewife, best is Tamara, worst is Chili's, aka Gina. All right. When it comes to New York, this is, you know, the fired cast because we haven't met the new cast yet. When it comes to New York, best Sonya. Worst Leah, I agree with your worst. I don't know how you get Sonya's best when Luann's drunk ass is right there. Anyway, thank you. When it comes to ATL, I absolutely agree. Best so far, you know, going off this current season, in terms of working, best candy, worst Jamaican girl. When it comes to New Jersey, best (laughs) Teresa at worst Jackie. Why? Why worst Jackie? Why worse jacket when Dole Loris is right there? I don't get it. Okay. When it comes to Beverly Hills, best Garcelle. Love her to death, but I don't agree. Worst Sutton. Love her, but don't agree. When it comes to Miami, best <laughs> is blow up booty Larsa. Love her to death. She will get in the gutter. You go low and she's underneath the earth. I love it. Worst Julia. Yes. Cancer does not absolve you from being a bitch, especially when you're not the one with the cancer. Oh, she doesn't have okay. I'm glad you She doesn't have cancer. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, best from Potomac, Karen. <sighs> Actually, don't agree. Worst Robin. I agree. Best from Salt Lake City. Best is Mary, who's not even officially part of the cast last season. Worst is what does she call her? A manatee, Heather. And then last from Dubai. Best is Ion. You have worst is Sarah. Really, it should be worse. Everyone else. When it comes to deleting one city, you said New Jersey, and you said the reason why the main storyline has been the same for over 10 years, and the other feuds have remained the same for almost five, correct? Also, the drama is draining and very dark. I don't even think it's even dark anymore. I thought it was dark when families were being affected. Now I'm just bored. Like, if y'all don't like each other, fist fight, beat the fuck out of each other every couple months, and then film this show and keep it moving. Like, it's not even dark to me at this point. It's just stupid. Do you want us to be loving hip hop or real housewives? I mean, Jesus maybe Christ. if they gave us some loving hip hop. Well, never mind. Never mind. Because at least with Bra- Bravo pays them <laughs> to actually afford their lifestyle. Mona. Anyway, so 
Thank you, Savo, for those. And Mundell rated five out of ten this current season of ATL. He rated a five out of ten. My God. He said the whole Marla and Sonya has killed the season for me. They are both lame as hell. I have to agree with I you. agree. Yes, I have to agree. Marlo, when she walks on screen, everything on me dries up and goes limp. When Sonya goes on screen, I go to the bathroom. So, yeah. <laughs> Damn. That's how I feel about them. John, before we move to our top nonsense, any small commentary about the final positions? There are quite a few I don't agree with. You know, like Sonya being the best in New York when Luann is there. Teresa being the best in Jersey when Marge is there. You know, there are just there are a few, but we have a second podcast for that. We'll get into it later. Let's move on to Let's Talk Nonsense. Harmony was a little better that time, but still off. Okay. Oh, uh, you fuck you and you ain't joining. I never joined in, sweetie. I can't dip my toe in that Ooh, water. Bitch. Anyway, so for Let's Talk Nonsense, our actual topic on this is mental health. So before we get into the serious portion of it, I thought, of course, let me be ridiculous because I always am. And as our special guest, Julian is going to answer first. So Julian, would you ever go to a psychic? Why or why not? I would. So I want to, but I don't think I ever would. I don't have the heart for it. And let me tell you why. I feel like there's some things that should absolutely be talked about and delved into. And I am so fascinated, right? But then I'm also, I don't know, depending on the person or who the medium is, you know, what we're allowing through that door. Mm-hmm. And so I'm paranoid, low-key. So I, would I go to a psychic in reality? No. In a very fantasized life, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because I would love to be able to connect with the other side. You know, give me some lottery ticket numbers and, you know, tell me what's going, you know, how the future's going to look and, you know, keep an eye on, you know, who's praying for my downfall so I can hit him in the forehead. But outside of that... Yeah. You know, in reality, I can't. So, I can't. You know, I, I can be a Christian household yeah. and, you know, so you don't do that. You would visit for more the petty, or not to say petty, like more materialistic stuff. Because I know you said like lottery. No, actually, no. In, in, seri- in seriousness, I would really love to connect with that other side and see what, like, what's on the other side. And kind of just, it's more like me checking in to make sure, like, they're good on the other side. I would absolutely love to, but... I'm just very cautious about it. Okay. Very cautious about it. And on top of that, you know, then I could crack that door to make sure they're okay. And then, you know, that's a free pass and somebody's standing over top of me while, you know, in the middle of the night. I can't do that. (laughs) I can't do that. Okay. Okay. Mr. John, would you ever visit a psychic? Why or why not? So before Monday, my answer would have been no. Okay. But after Monday, I would say the only psychics I would go to are Raven Baxter. (laughs) And <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> because that looks like a good time. I will go to see Raven Baxter and I will go to see Miss Allison Dubois from season one of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because she gets her shit right. Shout out to Dorit. <laughs> She's about to get her man. Anyway. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, I probably wouldn't go because it's not that I don't believe there are people tapped into that like plane of existence and spirituality and all that stuff i just i am too skeptical to believe what they would tell me because i can't trust how tapped in you are i can't see it with my own eyes so Hmm. you know trust issues okay one of our commenters actually said that his aunt was a psychic so i'm gonna ask you a little favor is for next episode i would like you to send in just a little short story of just something about your aunt that could either prove like you really thought she was one or you thought my aunt needs to get off the top of the roof she thinks she's a lightning rod the bitch is crazy like tell me something like that if you are comfortable sharing that so kyle would you ever go see a psychic why and why not i would mainly because i've already had like my life read before through tarot cards and I've actually talked to a psychic up there in Laurel, Maryland. I liked it. It Uh was, you know, a, it was enlightening to me because never talked to her, never dove into like my present or my past with her. And she just knew stuff off back. So I was like, Oh, you don't just sell crystals. You actually know what you're doing. (laughs) So I loved it. And I I sell crystals. (laughs) <laughs> I can get you a crystal for 99 cents. Anyway, 
victim her trying to peddle her amethyst. <laughs> yeah. Why is that always, always amethyst? Like, girl, what's the other crystals? Anyway, <laughs> so me personally, I have seen a psychic before, and I would probably go again. So I have always believed in like other worldly stuff, which is why I don't really, you know, I make jokes because everybody know I am a stupid bitch. <laughs> I just say and do whatever. However, um, so for those of you who may not be familiar with the South or may not, you know, know what goes on, you can pretty much find a psychic on the corner. And when I say on the corner, I literally mean on the corner. We were out partying one night, New Orleans, Bourbon Street, and, you know, they have those little, now some of them are fake. But this woman, I was like, I'll never pay for this lady sitting on the side of the street. But honestly, y'all, we, we were walking down the street. I was like married at the time. So it was me and the then husband. I think we had some of our kids with us. I actually think Avery Wilson, a.k.a. Leroy, he and his man at the time were with us. And I kept seeing this woman on every corner. But she wasn't moving. She was just on every corner. So my then husband took me over there. And I paid her $20. And when I tell you she was spot on, like, some things that ended up happening, and I don't mean, like, you know, some things happened years away, but, like, weeks later, months later, things started happening that she said, and then she just knew stuff that I didn't know. She knew things that I knew that only I knew. Like, the only way she would know these things is if somebody from my family went and told her some of the things she said. So I was a little creeped out. She did tell me somebody at my former job was like, they're like, they're about to kind of betray you. And within like a week, something happened at work. Somebody I thought, you know, we was good, but not friends, but cool with, did some snake shit. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> and it made me think about her. And so over the next couple of weeks and months, things kept happening. And I kept thinking back to like, she said, this is going to happen. She said that. So that's probably why I was scared to go back is because, okay, she gave me all this stuff. What happens when she'd be like, you know, hey, at 28, I don't see nothing past there. Then I'm going to freak out because I'm gonna be like, if you don't see nothing past it, I mean, I'm dead. So, <laughs> so I absolutely enjoyed it. I think some people, not all, I think a lot of psychics are real. And then, of course, they're the fakes. So that's probably why I would be hesitant to go back because what happens when I be like, tell me what I, you know, how these titties going to be sitting at 60 and she's going to be like six feet under. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, sis. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I don't, like, you're not about to, you're not about to play me. And now I'm on the news because I attacked the psychic because I didn't like my answer. No, anyway. She's going to tell you six feet under because of TurboTax. <laughs> <laughs> we have got to get John to tell the turbo tax story one day. I don't know when, but we're gonna get John. I know you longtime listeners have heard us joke about turbo tax and I just well, he doesn't know how to work technology, so I doubt he can listen to this. But you know, uh, <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to tell that story one day. Anyway, so that is our let's top nonsense. Uh, section. We're going to move on to our main topic of mental health. <laughs> so once again, as our guest, I am going to go to Mr. Julian first. He will be telling us about his mental journey a little bit later in the show, so we won't get into that yet. But my question is, when you hear or when you think about or you read mental health, what does that mean to you? So to me, mental health really is just the overall well-being of of you honestly it's, you know a lot of people kind of put mental health as like i've literally had somebody say well that's just like my brain health i'm like mm-hmm. huh i mean yeah part of it but it's everything else mental health is truly just the overall well-being of you whether it be physical whether it be emotional whether it be spiritual it's encapsulated by a lot of it so mental health is just your overall well-being Come on, professional answer. Okay, bitch. He's a professional bitch, y'all. <laughs> we get on this podcast to just be saying goddamn anything. You didn't give real answers. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Am I, am I missing something? Is John trying to say something? or No, he said we be on this podcast saying bullshit. And you come on here, uh, you know. I mean, he, here's the thing. I think he's having some technical difficulties, or I am, because I can't hear anything that he says. I think that's the universe trying to say like he doesn't exist to me because quite frankly he's frozen and i just see his like smile on the screen i hear nothing from him so nope i don't hear anything from him so you know i don't know if this is real or i'm I'm, I'm like 100% serious like i would send you a picture because he is frozen i hear nothing from him and that's perfectly fine (laughs) 
Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm being serious, but I'm also being shady at the same time. Kyle, I didn't say anything shady. Oh, okay. Kyle. Um, Kyle. it's me. <laughs> um, answer the question quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little nervous right now. Is this joking? Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my mental am I health being, am I being rad? that Ooh. when you have a when you have a connection with spirituality and you can find like a calm and a peace in that. Mm-hmm. When you're not constantly worried about things that are sometimes out of your control when you can just be in the present be in the moment mm. and just you know feel i got you so mr john mr producer okay before i ask john this question i do want to say i learned recently how to edit the podcast and i must say since we're talking about mental health i must extend a genuine thank you to john because it is not the easiest thing to have all of that responsibility on you like the podcast need to be done edited uploaded every week because we we're still in season one so we are still like doing this every week we haven't taken a break yet or nothing like that and we've done that well, John has done that while partying with us because I likes to be like, hey, bitch, I'm coming over. We're going to get drunk. <laughs> and he's done that while still planning, you know, events and get togethers. We're actually going to an amusement park within, I think, about a week. He's done that. Podcast still comes out. He organized all of us to go to this pageant together. Podcast still comes out. So I must give him his flowers right now because he does a lot of hard work. And I, honest to God, yet to have here this nigga complain or be like, cause I will call him and I'll hear my faggot ass voice laughing in the background, which means he's editing and I'm still talking like, yeah, I know you editing, but let me tell you what I saw in this episode, drag race. So I just want to say thank you. <laughs> thank you. Love you and appreciate you very, very, very much. But anyway, cause I don't want to get my baby emotional. So I'm going to just say, so John, when did you first feel like, you started to be in tune with your mental health or do you think you've gotten there yet? Cause sometimes I feel like I haven't gotten there. I feel like at this point, and I know it's a topic when I uh, get to later, but at this point, because of therapy, I think I'm very in tune with my mental health. Mm-hmm. Like even if I have slip ups and I'm in a mode where I'm triggered, even if I can't identify it in the moment, I can identify it, what it was later when I reflect. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, recently there were certain events that happened that I'm not getting into on this podcast that kind of put me in a funk and a little bit of depression. And then my like go-to to get out the depression was temporarily taken away from me. Okay. Due to my own actions. So during that time, like I'm think I learned how to name and overcome those feelings, those emotions, those thoughts I was having. Let me know I'm in tune with my mental health okay so first of all i love you so much because i know it cannot be easy i will say before i ask the next question i'll say from my own uh, personal experience we will be getting to the therapy part in a minute but i will say that when i first started being into my mental health it was maybe about i want to say five to six years ago I was just in a very like bad place mentally to where I just, I felt like, you know, there was almost no other way out than a very other like dark option. And so that's when it kind of hit me like something is going, you know, something's going on, something's wrong. And so I kind of felt like, okay, I need to do something about this. But yeah, it was about five or six years ago where I thought, okay, we need to get this together, you know, started therapy, started learning different ways to cope, which we'll also get to later. But I started learning different ways to cope, different activities or different exercises and things that could help me out. And so since we are talking about therapy, I know that I have done therapy before. John is currently in therapy and Kyle uh, eventually wants to do therapy. I'll say for me, the first question I had was, what made you start? So what made me start, of course, is like I said, I was just having some very dark thoughts. And it got to the point where, because I feel like all my life, at least since like late teens or whatever, I've been 
you know, kind of like, you know how they say functioning alcoholic? I was a functioning depressive. Like I was depressed, but I was still going about my life. I was still accomplishing things. I was still doing things, having life events, growing up, moving out, getting married, falling in love, blah, 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 blah. But on the inside, it's like, okay, the party's over. Everybody's gone home. Now you're alone in your room with your thoughts, and that is dangerous. So at that point, I was like, oh, you need to go talk to somebody. And I talked to multiple people because you have to shift through different therapists to see which one works for you. Because one therapist will never work for every single person in the world. And I eventually found a gay man who was, a, who you know, was my therapist. And I truly appreciated him because I felt like it helped me to one identify the fact that I am bipolar he helped me go from him being my therapist he also helped me find a psychiatrist and got me on medication and things of that nature and so yeah I do feel like therapy really helped me how about you Mr. John I know you're currently in it so yeah so I am still in therapy I as you guys have heard on this podcast, I have some trouble processing emotions. <laughs> I don't typically like to be emotional, and I'm learning in therapy that that's okay. And I've learned that, honestly, a lot of my mental struggles in my life has probably come from my lack of showing emotion in certain relationships, friendships in the past. Some of it, you know, wasn't me. But I've learned that, you know, I need to start opening up more, I guess. <laughs> and I don't know, girl. Not things I want to do. He is sick. <laughs> and learn how to <laughs> and learn and learn how to sit with my emotions and not just default to humor and actually process and go through things I'm going through. What what got me into therapy was the nigga. Um, <laughs> he made me feel crazy. So <laughs> I was like. Is it me or is it him? <laughs> and so that was why I got in. But then I started focusing on myself. And of course, that relationship ended and I am off niggas permanently. So now I just go for myself and I learn, you know, how to cope and deal with everyday struggles that have nothing to do with anybody else. Okay. You heard it here first. I found this wonderful black woman. I told her to drag me when oh. I need to be dragged because that's the only way that I learn. Oh, and okay. You heard it here first, guys. If you're at the sex party, get yours before he gets his because he goes for himself. Okay. Quickly. Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Kyle, Mr. Love, one of the lovables in the group, how, <laughs> how, I know you haven't started therapy. I know you say you want to, but do you think therapy will help you? And how do you feel about therapy? Is that a thing for you? Or is it like, I'm just going because other niggas going? I was in therapy when I was younger. Um, okay. A lot of stuff was happening in like a domino effect. And it had me feeling closed off because many people don't know this, but I'm real like nonchalant and just chill. And I like just lay back in the cut as the kids say. I tend to sit along with my thoughts and at the drop of a dime, I could just feel like so down and depressed. And I think therapy will do well for me to, well, to go back to therapy. As y'all said before, you know, you just sit along with those thoughts and they start to get to you. And it got to like the point where I would just like wake up crying. So, I mean, I think it'll do well for me. I just keep it to myself though. Well, That's all I got to say. Before I get to Mr. Julian, a.k.a. Batman's daddy. So you dead? So Julian's dead. Because Batman's daddy. So listen, I'm talking to a corpse. I, listen. I guess I, we don't even Let like me finish first. Because listen, Bruce Wayne, <laughs> it ain't that kind of daddy, okay? It's the old kind of daddy. The ones that you call for at night. Oh. I'm just oh. So first off. First off, so everybody knows we say in the in the in the groups, and if you've listened to the podcast, you know we always say in the group there are two lovables. One is Ryan, who you guys haven't met yet. The other one is Kyle. He truly is like one of the most lovable people you have ever met in your life. 
all he wants to do really is have a good time and you know be loved and we do love him because he is actually genuinely an Mm -hmm. amazing person and i'm very lucky that he is my best friend so we love you kyle and i must say he's helped me through a lot because you know kyle and i do live together and sometimes i am just not functioning on the level that a healthy mental adult should be functioning and it's something as simple as we'll randomly just say i love you or we'll randomly just give each other a hug or something because you know you just never know like we're not doctors so we can't do everything we can't prescribe each other any pills because if we could we'd be doped up every day but we do love each other <laughs> you know sometimes a hug just, sometimes a hug just helps but anyway, Mr. Julian, therapy. Yes. Have you ever done it? Would you ever do it? So I have done therapy before, and it okay. was not something that I enjoyed because it was something that was forced on me. Okay. Um, I was in my junior or senior year of high school, and my parents were like, yeah, you're going to go to therapy. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. And they're like, no, 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 you are. And so it was forced. It was, you know, like, you have to. And I was like, eh, fine, whatever. I had one therapist and it was, you know, my elevator was went up higher than his did. So, you know, mm. that was no go. Yeah. And then the other therapist that I had, I think I showed up to like one or two therapy sessions and was like, so what's all this? Like, this is, this is a false narrative. And a lot of times it was just because I chose to make decisions that were good for me. Like, I... I am a recovering people pleaser like that. Like I legitimately would like go to like very, very far extents to please other people and leave myself really, really dry. And so as a kid, you know, you're trying to please everybody. So if you fell short of whatever, you would always like lie to just be like, okay, I'll do this. I'll do this. No problem. I got that. And it manifested that way. And so my parents were like, yeah, no, like you're lying all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm lying because I got to, try to keep everybody happy, but you can't right, serve right, like, right. in the masses. So yeah. I went to therapy and I was like, yeah, so I can't do this. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and talk to you, this random person that I know. So I don't like therapy. I don't like traditional therapy. However, I love therapeutic experiences, right? And therapeutic experiences for me are like what we all do when we all convene and corral. And trust me, I'm much like John. I will use a lot of humor to cover like the, you know, the underlying feelings. Cool. And I can, I will say, you, Kenny, and Kyle will pick up on that instantaneously. And y'all won't say anything in the moment, but then I, I know that I'm getting a, a text message like the next morning at like seven or eight in the morning talking about, so yeah, let's talk about last night. <laughs> and so, you know, it's one of those things, but therapeutic experiences, like when I just, you know, convene with friends or honestly, sometimes family members. It's it's just real, like when you have those people who kind of really intrinsically know you and they're like, yeah, something's off and you dance around it without really saying it. And then they really know what's going on. So traditional therapy is not for me. However, other forms of therapy, so like hanging out with friends, listening to music, are totally my zhuzh. Okay, 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 I love that. So, you know, apart from therapy, what is a way for you, Kyle, that you deal, you know, when it's just one of them days, you just like, uh, mentally, I'm just not, I'm not, it's not working out. What's the way? Because, you know, not everybody can do therapy. Not everybody, unfortunately, has the privilege of being able to, you know, go to a therapist or go to somebody to talk to whatever, you know, America. Um, so what are ways that you deal with it when your brain is just like fighting against you that day? When my brain is just going haywire emotions are high it's been a very stressful day honestly y'all, i self-medicate i get my favorite wine pick out a movie on tv get some food to eat later just to have something on my stomach and i self-medicate and i do it a lot when i'm like really stressed the fuck out it's not the best way i know that ain't nobody gotta tell me that but it's the thing that I've been going through for a minute. So, yeah. Okay. And Mr. John, what do you do? I know you have therapy, but do you have something else? You know, maybe it's like, it's not a therapy day, so but you need like something. So my therapist told me I would probably benefit a lot from journaling, which journaling does help even though I hate to do it. You know, my therapist, we actually just restarted sessions because she gave birth. So she was gone for like 
four months, so I had to figure it the fuck out. If y'all could see the eye roll that came from the fact that his therapist went off to give life. <laughs> he looks so annoyed. Such, such an inconvenience. I am happy for her and her family. <laughs> Supposedly. So, oh, shit. <laughs> another thing, though, that I do to, when I'm in a like low headspace, which her and I, we just talked about last week when I had therapy, mm-hmm. um, sex. I have <laughs> sex when I'm in a low headspace. It is a, yeah, surprise, surprise. <laughs> it is a mood pickup for me. It helps me somehow, like the feeling of releasing those endorphins or whatever helps me regulate my emotions. Mm-hmm. And helps me think clearer. So, I mean, like I said, I talked to her about it last week. Because I just wanted to make sure it wasn't, like, something unhealthy or whatever. And she told me as long as I'm not hurting anybody else. And I'm trying to be as safe as possible for myself and others. (laughs) Then then go ahead. So, I think I meet those two criteria. Mm. And, yeah, I'm going to continue doing that. And I encourage you, bitch. Get your rocks off. Yes. (laughs) Me personally, I do two things. I do music. I love to listen to music. If I'm just not in the right headspace. If I'm sad, I was like, I need to put on whatever I think that day is going to do it. So that day, I may be like, oh, I need to hear a little gospel. Or that day, no, I need to hear the most ratchetest of ratchet raps that I've ever heard in my life. Or I may need to do like a sad R&B. I don't know. Whatever I'm feeling that day to help get me off my funk, I will do. I also have been trying to be a little bit healthier. So I'll go for a run or walk. And then also, yeah, there are some unhealthy things, which I will also like maybe drink or, you know, take an edible and be like, let's just forget five hours of my life. And that way I have to deal with those five hours. We'll see how I feel when I wake up. I'm too focused on the hangover or the fact that I feel sluggish after the edible that I ain't got time to be depressed. And there we go. So... (laughs) That's that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> not the healthiest of ways, people. So we're not telling y'all to go drink or do an edible or to attend twenty six sex parties in three weeks. I don't know. We're not saying no. Wait a minute, bitch. No, I'm not saying you are. I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying we're not telling people that's what you should be. However, if you're one of those people on Twitter, like the the one hundred loads guy, you should probably talk to somebody. Because something's going on. Anyway, so. <laughs> well, that can just be his. We had a whole episode on kinks. How dare you kink shame? I'm not kink shaming. I am just concerned. You know. <laughs> I mean, he might like a lot of. This isn't an episode on kinks. <laughs> I was about to go in, but no, there's not. I was about to say kinks. something, but it does sound like kink shame. I'm not kink shaming, y'all. Everybody's listened to that episode. They know I love the C U M word. But anyway, we're moving on. All right, so. Before we wrap up, Mr. Julian, he always <laughs> mess with Julian. He always messes with us because Julian, you ever have a TV show where it's a friend group and there's always that one friend, like episodes three through five, they like one through two, they're there. Three through five, they're not there. Nobody's mentioning them. Episodes seven through eight, they are prominent. They are shady. They are in the opening credits. And then episodes after that, you're like, you don't see them hosts. And then a the season finale comes and they're in there causing controversy. And then you get to the reunion. You want to talk about Aviva from <laughs> Real House of New York City. Oh. Basically. <laughs> you don't see them to the reunion. And Andy's like, so the entire cast is kept in touch. And everybody's like, everybody except this one person. Julian is that person. <laughs> Julie, I am. Out. I am. People dip out, and you be like, "Bitch." First of all, fuck you. Secondly, are you doing okay? Is everything right? You know. And so, <laughs> Julian and he and I discussed this already. He recently lost someone very close to him. I'll let him talk about that in a minute. And you know, he took some time off from the group. You know, he comes back into the group day one, shady as fuck as usual. But something that he said to me the first time I saw him, which was this past weekend, is the first time I saw him in a minute. I said, well, how have you been? He was like, well, you know me, I had my little depression moment and now I'm back. And so that's what even inspired this whole like mental health episode, really. And so I just want Julian to talk a bit about his mental journey. It doesn't have to be that specific situation, but just kind of how you dealt with, because I mean, if you know, we're all in the same group, so we all know, like, you disappeared for about, what, a month, maybe a month and a half, something like that? Yeah, yeah. 
And we we understood, like we sent you just, you know, we love you, you know, we're here when you're ready to mm-hmm. come back, stuff like that. So it wasn't anything shady. Because you know, you have to learn people, and we learned that's how you deal with your stuff. So just kind of take us through what did you do to get out of that hole because you didn't just lose like some random nigga you and you know, you ain't know you lost somebody significant to you. So kind of mm-hmm. take us through as deep as you want to go, because it's about how comfortable you are, and we're gonna shut up. So I, well, first, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, I appreciate every single man in our group chat, right? Because of the fact that everybody individually reached out one way or another to like check on me, right? And so I appreciate that wholeheartedly. So to all of you who are listening now or who will eventually hear this, I love in each and every one of you individually and collectively because that meant a lot, okay? But I... As Kenny knows, typically if I fall off the radar, it's either one of two things. Either I'm super, super busy or I'm going through like a mental health thing, right? And a lot of times what I'll do is I grandiose my life, right? In the sense of like, I have this really great life. I love it. But then when it's like you get to the ugly of your bouts of mental health, I'll like, oh, let me go fall off and get my shit together. And so that's what I always do. Anybody who knows me and Kenny has known me the longest out of everyone in our group chat knows I have a larger life personality and I will sure enough wreak havoc upon anything and anybody, i.e. ask John. So it really has been different. But what I will say is that I overall, like I deal with, with like mental health. I fall off the radar. I fall off the radar. I will sleep. I will kind of listen to music. But this one was different, right? Because it's the person who... I would go to when I have like my really bad bouts of mental health was my grandfather. And he was the one who, you know, who I lost recently. And so this was the first time I had to really go through a really serious bout of mental health, like issues or feeling like depressed or whatever, without that natural pick me up. Right. Like I am, I actually wholeheartedly agree with John when I am like super, super depressed. I will, that is when I'm depressed. That's when I have sex the most actually, because I will absolutely it you know it it it, it really it relieves my stress. It pushes those endorphins. It does oh everything that I need, huh? Oh no, I thought we lost you for a second. Oh no, I'm here. Can you hear me? But no, what was the last you. part you heard? We hear you. The, the whole. We said you're like okay, John. Right. You you do a lot of humping and dumping. Yeah, well, yeah, I do, <laughs> and that helps me. That helps me get over because it, it releases the endorphins. It does you know what it it needs to do for me. But I listen to music. I do all the other things. So like during that one month, trust me, like I was off the radar for y'all, but I was on a lot of different hoes radar and you know, the hoes were hoeing. Okay. So, you know, it it, it is what it is. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I actually, I listen to music a lot. I actually will clean the shit out of anything because I'm that person who outside of OCD. So I will scrub the hell out of anything Mm -hmm. um, to make sure it's clean. And like, I will absolutely do it. So for me, music has always been my safe space as well. So like outside of my grandfather going to him because he was really like my therapist wrapped in one. He had like a mental health, he like he went, had a master's in um, mental health and he was a licensed clinician and stuff like that. So I had like the best of both worlds. My best friend was also my therapist, was also my grandfather. So it was that safe space. So now navigating through that was really, really different. And so what happens? You lose your grandfather, you end up knocking the Mario coins out of somebody's son. It happens. Um <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is my God. Did they have to be that violent? I mean, <laughs> shout out to the bottoms. For Mario Brothers with the booty. Okay. Listen. Shout out to the bottoms with the anal tears. Okay. My you God. There were no anal tears in the making of my, in the releasing of my endorphins. Because mm. Julian oh. is a responsible top when he decides to top. Not the top he, I mess with. Yeah, he, he knows to use enough lube. Amen. Amen. And, you know, just saying, you know, <laughs> if you want to uh, want to find out in person, you know, just hit me up. Oh, my God. Oh. Why is everybody on here a <laughs> prostitute? First Kevin and now you. Yes. Hit him up once every four months when he decides to top because otherwise he's a bottom. Oh. <laughs> Don't oh. listen. Man. We all know that's a lie, but it's okay. Oh. Oh. But it's okay. I, I, I bottom as much as John tops. I'll put it like that. Oh. So, Perfectly fine. Um, but you mean you buy them as much as I buy them? Well, Batman, but... that's how you love this. I'm sorry. Listen, John. 
If I bothered much as you bothered, my God, the way that it would be just Excuse a me, Blue Ivy is listening oh. to this. Let's not. Let's not. Sorry. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> not um, <laughs> Blue Somebody Blue audience. Blue the the SBU squad. Somebody said the SBU <laughs> squad is listening in on this as we speak. They listening for Julian because I don't know about Corby. Julian's the one knocking Mario coins out. So <laughs> they listen. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. get, all right, get back on track for real. <laughs> That's not about my sex life. God, you know, okay, it's yeah, not yeah. a bad okay, job. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, no, so seriously, like, but mental health is so important. And anybody who knows me, like, in all seriousness, knows I preach it. I fall off the grid and that's my way. I will go and book a hotel room and actually just watch movies and drink and just relax. So it's like, it's a form of self-medication, but it's also, I enjoy trips. I enjoy being away. I enjoy doing things. And unfortunately, I know that everyone else has responsibilities. I just can't call up, you know, a random person and say, hey, I'm going, you know, I'm going to, you know, fall face of the earth. You want to come with me? Because that's not always realistic for everybody. So I have learned to do it myself. Actually, I started a couple of years ago where I would take one week in a month and just go book a hotel room in a random place, had a jacuzzi tub, and I would be there for a weekend, go soak, I would drink, I would watch movies and catch up because I'd be super, super busy with work. And sometimes even work would then send me into like being depressed or just feeling like I'm disconnected. And I didn't have a strong friend group either. Like it was, I really was alone. I, anybody who knows me knows my mouth will get me in trouble 98% of the time in a good way and a bad way. And so... I will be quick to say something completely left field. And then it's either people like it or they don't. And so I've learned to be alone. So this is the first time I've actually had a friend group where I can be my fully authentic shady self and say some back, give some backhand and compliments and then truly be authentic and no one ever get too offended, you know? So I am truly and authentically happy to have the friend group that I have because that's having a good friend group is so important to mental health. So I absolutely love and appreciate the fact that I can be in a group chat when I decide to show up, you know, wreck shop, flip a table or two, and then, you know, go back about my business. And that's what I love. Being able to come back and have that supportive friend group was the last piece of that mental health puzzle that I need. And so like, honestly, anybody who knows me knows, I say I have a committee of 12 motherfuckers who live in my head. And that's actually very true. So when the committee gets together and say, oh, we're, we're, we're pretty good to get today. So, you know. Okay. It, it helps. It helps. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing with us. And secondly, you're welcome, you know, because we're a pretty badass friend group, you know. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Julian. I love you too, but flip some tables a different way sometimes. Oh, okay. You can't AKA, take it go after the other people in the group, not Kenny and John. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm just going to say this, and I promise then I'll let you guys have your show back. However, I'm not the one attacking, you know, my brother and Henny all the time. And so I feel like because he's not here, I just protect him and got to, you know, <laughs> just, just you know, defend that person sometimes because, you know, time zones and, and, and things like that don't allow for prompt, you know, responses. So I flip a table. Once or twice for him or you let me know. tell you something. Time zones is one thing. The bitch isn't in the chat. Let me tell you Ooh. something. Let me tell you something. The fact that that's going to be edited out because he won't get a mention until he starts listening again. Anyway, so <laughs> he needs. To- Actually, this is the perfect time. This is the perfect time to mention because he can't send us back no aggressive bullshit. That's true. That's true because he doesn't listen. Mm. Anyway, so um, <laughs> thank you for sharing your mental <laughs> journey with us. It's truly appreciated. Before we move to the pop culture segment, real quick and wrap up, I just want. I want to ask the audience, send us, whether it's to the Twitter, whether it's to the IG, whether it's to the email, send us ways that you deal with your mental health. And is it healthy <laughs> or is it <laughs> like ours? <laughs> mine is healthy. My therapist told me mine was healthy. I, oh, you know She was saying that because her water broke, the head was hanging out and she was like, boy, it's healthy by Anyway, <laughs> the baby's already here. <laughs> Listen, if John's therapist says sex is healthy, then I like John's therapist already. Yes. Anyway, so for the pop culture segment, real quick, this is I'm not going to spend forever on this. I just want to drag this abusive bitch. So as we all know, Ezra Miller's The Flash debuted. And not only did they rip the movie apart rightfully so, they are now selling two-for-one tickets to see this movie because they're trying to recoup 
the foolish amount of money that they have spent not only on the film, but then promoting the film and then trying to talk about having Ezra in the sequel. So fuck Ezra, fuck that movie. And yeah, I'm just proud that it's doing horrible. Yes, I know you're not supposed to prompt it was downfalls, but when it's an evil person, pray away. Anyway, once again- Okay, look, out shall I. Okay. <laughs> we once again want to thank Julian for being here for us. He is a true thank you. friend. We love him thank so, you. so, so much. We also have to thank somebody in the audience. We did a shout out to Leroy last week, but I have to say we have a first time audience member, which is another member of our friend group. Juwan is in the audience tonight. Juwan, we love you. Woo! Thank you for your love you, Juwan. support. It's truly appreciated. Um, and yeah, does anybody have anything else they need to say before Kyle wraps us on up? Oh, okay, so... I don't know if many people have tuned into this in the last like hour or something, but Kiki Palmer's <laughs> baby daddy is out of line. Mm. He said how he has standards and morals and the mother of his child. Well, she's a mom, but rather, you know, the mother of his child should not be out in the type of dress that she wore when she met up with Usher and he was singing to her. Now, me personally, I feel that if you have such standards and morals, she is not your wife. You should have wiped that up and then had a discussion instead of announcing your opinion publicly. But that's just me. Listen, I think it's this. We can't come for, you know, in, in the bag, Kiki Palmer, because let me tell you something. She can come outside dressed butterball ass naked and we can tell her she look great because okay. she does. I mean, she would. Absolutely. I mean, that is all right, everyone. That's Delicious. all the topics for today. Thank I mean, her you for tuning a in. Here, but you I'm can just, find our you know, podcast okay. posts and links on IG and Twitter at, at @positionspod, or email us at let's talk positions podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up and let us know if you enjoyed the show or if you have any questions on our topics. If you would like to leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, it would be greatly appreciated. Also, don't forget our reality TV podcast, reality-based positions, dropping every Friday. My name is Kyle. I'm Kenny. And he's Julian. <laughs> is that I, was, I, was, I was trying to give him the, the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and I am mentally well. Someday. Oh, I love that. And also, I would like to say, and I am not getting in a mountaineer. You know, Boy, bye. Okay, y'all have a great time. We cannot wait to go, guys. Bye. Oh my God. In <laughs> in the recording. Quickly, 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 quickly. In the recording. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna end it. No mountain no, ears for me. Okay.